podcast. Diving, diving deep. deep. Diving deep into all things Texas, both on and off the field. Here's Sean Pendergast and Pro Football Hall of Famer, the General, Sean McClain. Welcome, welcome to Utopia. Um, but let's get to a little bit of Texans news off of the top. We got a little bit of good news. We got a little bit of bad news. Let's start with the good. Uh, moments ago, just moments before you and I jumped on this uh, on this here podcast, on this here StreamYard, C.J. Stroud, for the second time in three swings, named Offensive Rookie of the Month in the NFL. Shocking. He is having Shock, huh? Shocking. <laughs> well, is there anybody he, else? Well, Jordan Addison won it the one time C.J. didn't win it, but as far as this month goes... Uh, no, like nobody's close for the month of November, right? All these all these comebacks took place. It, these late game heroics all took place, if I'm not mistaken, all took place in the month of November. So yeah, you're right. It's a landslide for CJ Stroud. Laws to uh, Carolina and Atlanta. I'm guessing we're in uh, October. October. They both were. You're correct. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at this point, John, like they, we we really are talking potentially the greatest rookie season of all time for a quarterback. Uh, we're, we're there. He's, he's got things he can do. You know, he's got first with four consecutive 300-yard games. He also can set the franchise record with another one, five. Uh, Watson did four two times. Uh, Matt Schaub did it first time in 2010, and now he can break that record, and he's got a chance. He's got six 300-yard games. Justin Herbert has the most, and he and Tank Dell are on the verge of setting some records for rookie tandems. They go all the way back to 1948. John, I, I brought this up on Payne and Pendergast today about CJ. And and um, I think Seth ultimately arrived at the same spot I did. He started kind of thinking through historically with the team. Is this the best that we've seen the quarterback position played by a Houston Texans quarterback in the history of the franchise right now? Given the Boy. fact that he doesn't have a run game and his offensive line is a mess? Yeah, I wouldn't say he's better than Watson. Because Watson was great, led the league in all kinds of stats in 2020, and he's got to do it over the whole season. But uh, I wouldn't say he was, he was better than Watson. John, he I'll point out he's he's won more games. Season. He's won more games already this season than Watson won in 2020. Yeah, well, unfortunately, you got to have a lot of players around contributing to that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't um, know, man. You can go like, with Stroud. I'm going with Watson. Yeah, with, with Stroud having a chance to be uh, the best rookie quarterback in history, but he's going to have to win. He's going to have to get in the playoffs or he'll be like Watson, you know, playing great for a team that uh, had a losing record. If they, if they suffer that disappointment. But it's between him and Watson, right? Like Seth was kind of going, Seth was kind of going back to those, those late era, late Schaub Kubiak era offenses. And Schaub was certainly a really good, facilitator in those offenses but I never watched Matt Schaub at any point and thought he was playing the quarterback position at the level that we saw Peak Watson or this version of CJ Stroud and he had Andre Johnson there with him there's no Andre Johnson on this team so yeah I wouldn't Matt Matt had a couple of good years but uh Stroud is having a great year an all-timer for a rookie hopefully they can have a winning record and uh set him up, if not for the playoffs, at least for next year, yeah. when uh, nobody will be taking the Texans lightly. And the Texans are going all season knowing they're not one of those many teams that still needs a franchise quarterback. And, um, this is uh, our first chance on the podcast to react to the Titus Howard season-ending knee injury. 
that uh, was reported yesterday, uh, right before we jumped on with Seth and I, is when the news came down in the 8 o'clock hour, the Titus Howard out for the season. And I guess what what is your, for the podcast audience here, what was your reaction, what is your reaction to Titus Howard being out for the year? I feel terrible for Titus. I feel terrible for the Texans because Titus is a good guy. He's a good right tackle. He hadn't played well at left guard. Now, I watched all these national people, whether they were writing or broadcasting, talking about what a severe blow it is to the Texans' offensive line. If Juice Grugs can continue what he did last week when he was playing for the first time since preseason, I think he can do a pretty good job. Oh, Titus is his patellar tendon, and so that's a tough one to come back from in a short period. So I'm guessing we won't see him in camp, maybe not early in the season. Mm, that's brutal. That's brutal because that's the one area of this team, John, that that Nick Casario and D'Amico Ryans appeared to be doing some long-term planning with was the offensive line. Like of all the other positions, they were kind of filling with stop gaps and young players and things like that. The one area of this team that they have really committed to long-term, long-term by NFL standards, three-year extension for Laramie, three-year extension for Titus, three-year extension for Shaq Mason, drafting Juice Scruggs, who you have for another three years on a rookie deal after this, drafting Kenyon Green last year, who at this point you probably at this point I have a hard time thinking that he's going to be a, a fifth-year option guy after his third year. It's he just needs to get healthy again. But but they've committed a lot of resources to the to this offensive line, and now you're already going into to your point. There's already glitchiness in 2024 on the offensive line. We haven't even gotten through 2023 yet. Um, and I would imagine that 2024 would have involved moving Titus Howard back to back to right tackle, which is what he's getting paid 18 million dollars a year to play. But I'm with you. Like I, as I'm watching, as I'm getting that news about Titus yesterday, I'm like, all right, well they. Like this is just the next in a long line of what had been bad left guards on this team from Kenyon Green to Kendrick Green, you know, to now Titus Howard. I, Juice Scruggs has a chance to be the best out of all these guys for the 2023 season because that bar is not very high to clear right now. It's interesting going back to when they reported for the rookie minicamp all the way through uh, the offseason program, preseason. Juice Scruggs was a starting center. Jared Patterson was a backup guard. Then when Juice went down, Jared started every game till he went out for the season. And now Scruggs is playing left guard for the first time since college. Those two guys, I'm based on what I've seen and what I've heard about them, that bodes very well for the future. We don't know Shaq Mason's going to be back for another season. You know, I think he's 30. He'll be 31. Hopefully he will. Hopefully Titus will be back at right tackle. They like they like George Favan a lot. It'll be interesting next year. Right now, they'll go into the season, I'm guessing, with Fant starting a right tackle, Charlie Heck as the swing tackle, unless Charlie can win the right tackle job and leave Fant as the swing tackle. And then when Titus is healthy and ready to come back, you know, hopefully they won't play him at guard anymore. And you know, I feel bad for him because he's he knows he's a tackle. He's doing it because they believe he was one of the five best linemen. That's the idea. Always get your five best on the field, but the offensive line has continues to be an issue, mainly this year because of injuries. And you think after all the injuries this year, maybe next year, they'll be healthy. Um, 
John, the one thing about George Fant and Charlie Heck, they got to sign them. They're both these guys are free agents. You know, George Fant's here on a one year deal, and Charlie Heck's in the last year of his rookie deal. And I, I don't think Shaq Mason's going anywhere. They gave him twenty two million guaranteed before this season. So if they were to move on from Shaq Mason, there'd be a big cap hit that comes with that. It's just it, it is for an offensive line that has by and large not played very well this year. It, it, that's a sticky situation for the twenty twenty four. It's bad enough for the twenty twenty three Texans. This is a sticky situation moving forward because and and let's point out too, Laramie Tunsil's been dealing with some sort of knee issue all year long as well. Like I'm, my guess is that that Laramie either has one of those knee knee surgeries that we never hear about in the off season, or that we actually do hear something reported and it happens right after the season is over that he had his knee scoped or cleaned out or something because he's been dealing with a knee injury all year. I think we'll see a lot of that. Eric Winston told me one time he always got things done, but he didn't want anybody to know about it. He didn't want other teams thinking, okay, well, we'll zero in on that, right. even though it was six months away. I think some of them get a little too paranoid. But, yeah, Tunsil's not been 100% in a long time, and he missed games early in the year. But uh, Tunsil will be back for sure. Titus will be back at some point. Charlie X not going to get an offer to go anywhere unless his daddy convinces the Chiefs to do it because he didn't get to play this year and he's not going to cost a lot of money. And yeah. based on, you know, George fan, he may take a deal that's good for him because, you know, what, how valuable would he be on the open market? I don't think he'd be very valuable, but uh, if they could stay healthy, they should be a lot better up front. I would hope so. And you get Juice Scruggs maybe playing his natural position and Jared Patterson gets to move back over to guard. If you're going to use him, who knows where Kenyon green fits into all this. Um, it's, it, it's, um, it's a little messy, but but uh, hopefully it gets figured out in the offseason. All right, so that's your Texans news, good and bad. C.J. Stroud, Offensive Rookie of the Year, or Rookie of the Month, soon to be Offensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, good news, Titus Howard out for the season. Um, I, I, you know, I guess bad news, bad news. I get, yeah, bad news for Titus. And, and I don't think it affects, I don't think it affects the performance of the offensive line a single bit, as, honestly. As long um, as Stroud is playing the way he's playing, yeah. think of all those combinations of linemen they've used this year. And other than the loss to Jacksonville, where he was under pressure over 60% of the time, and he played great. He threw yeah. on the run, he ran. He has showed as long as he is healthy, it doesn't matter who else is out because he's lost receivers, he's lost starting running back, he's lost linemen, and he's continued to excel. And that's why the Texans are six times playing in such a crucial game on Sunday. Crucial game. Let's get into that. And by the way, this will be the sixth combination of offensive linemen that they'll have started in 12 games so far this year. The sixth different combination when presumably Juice Scruggs starts at left guard on Sunday for the Texans. 